0: Here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Welcome to our Legacy Planning Podcast, a podcast for leaders and visionaries of all ages. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing.
1: Good morning, my name is Angelina Carlton. I'm the founder of Legacy Planning, a boutique coaching and advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. This morning, I have the pleasure of introducing Chancellor Jackson. Chancellor is a Georgia native born to Native American parents. While growing up in Smyrna, he played football in both high school and college at Stetson, a Division I private university. After graduating with his bachelor's degree in communication and media studies from Stetson, Stetson, Mr. Jackson lived abroad in Beijing, China from 2018 to 19. In China, he encountered some experiences that shaped and changed his life in ways he would never imagine. His experiences furthermore led him to writing his first book, 14 Days in Beijing, which is ranked number one over 15 times on Amazon in multiple genres. Welcome, Chancellor.
2: Hey, hey, I appreciate you for having me. Bless, blessings and balance to you and everyone that's tuning in right now, for sure.
1: Is there anything I may have missed in your background?
2: And I think you hit the nail right on the head, for sure. Like, Yeah, yeah that's, that's about it. I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? It's still gonna be a lot of curiosity. It's just like, okay, I just wanna know a little bit more. So just as we, as the interview prolongs, we'll answer any questions that may ponder from the audience.
1: Very good. Very good. So, I want to start with your football upbringing. You have mentioned that it's similar to military training. Um, I had a military father, so I'm very familiar with military training as well as the value of coaching when it comes to real life because the books will teach us some things, but the books can't teach us willpower and perseverance and so forth. So, my first question I'd like to begin with is How did coaching and the practice of a discipline such as football help you? during your time in Beijing when you're tested in those 14 days as well as to today a few years later
2: yeah um I feel like the the, the the number one thing was just accountability that's something that we preach a lot in sports and especially um in the military as well like it's, it's accountability because we're talking about a team effort you know what I'm saying so it's going to take all of us to make sure we get the job done you know what I'm saying if well, one person doesn't do their job, that can, that can blow up a whole play. Or, you know what I'm saying, if we, we on a mission and somebody don't do their job, you know, somebody can lose their life. So it's just like, just this that sense of accountability is just, it's pivotal. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mean, everybody must hold themselves accountable and hold each other accountable as well, um, just for the betterment of the team and for us to reach the goal at the end of the day. Right. Um, so accountability was number one um, and discipline. Discipline being number two. Um you got you just you gotta be disciplined in your assignments on the field. You got right. be disciplined in your assignments literally in the field. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like they, they both go hand in hand. You have to have discipline, um, uh accountability and um what's something else? I say discipline, accountability and
1: because it's happening in real time. Just yeah. like what, when those opportunities open up, like I, I would imagine football teaches you to see the opportunities and.
2: Yeah, facts. And we prepare in addition to that. So it's like, we, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like we just line up on, we just show up on the Saturday and like, hey, we are gonna play football. Like, no, nah, we, we go through a whole week of preparation. for Right,
1: our right. So
2: it's we doing our homework. We doing what we need to do so we can get the win, which is the end result at the end of the day, come Saturday. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying everybody—we've all went over everybody's assignment responsibility on certain path, uh, formations, situations, all of that. So now it's time to now to just play like your hair is on fire. <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely, and the adrenaline's going, and people are watching, and oh,
2: let's go! And it's like, of course, mistakes will be made.
1: Right, right, but it happens. It
2: happens. It happens. Right. Right yeah they make mistakes in the nfl it, it, it's inevitable you know what i'm saying you're going mistakes will be made Hey, make them shits at 100 miles per hour moving at 100 miles per hour we're gonna come back on the sideline you're gonna get coached up you're gonna get cussed out for sure right right you know what i'm saying but put it put it behind you and you know what i'm saying we got to continue because we still gotta play for four more quarters.
1: right so. right and that's the mindset to have whether that's um visiting a Beijing uh, prison would you like to talk about that just for a minute because yeah,
2: yeah for sure just paint that picture um, for the audience um so they can have a better understanding so it's April 4th 2019 um I've is entering my sixth month in China right so it's a day off for me which is it's a Thursday and it's a day off for me um, so I'm I'm planning on going to an event with with friends in the afternoon. We you know am saying, we just enjoy ourselves, have fun, hang out. So <clears throat> before I start getting ready to go, I'm like, okay, I want a pregame before I go. And for those that don't know what pregaming is, uh, essentially pregame is like, okay, say you and a group of your friends are gonna go out on a night full of festivities. Y'all going y'all gonna have fun. Y'all gonna turn up. But it's like, hey. Before we actually go out, let's meet at somebody's house and we're gonna turn up at the house. Then we are gonna go out, you know what I'm saying? So we already got we even get to where we gotta go. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was doing. So I was like, I'm a, I'm a pre-game before I go. And so I'm sipping, I'm drinking some Chinese liquor and uh, uh, smoking some cannabis at my little silver pipe. And after, you know what I'm saying? I got my crossfade, I'm good. I started getting ready. And in the midst of me doing that, I hear a knock at the door. I'm like, who let the door? I look through the people. There's three officers from the Beijing police.
1: Right. And it's a different world over there. And, And this is kind of your first time in what I might call study abroad.
2: And literally that whole experience felt like I was a part of some program like that. You know what I'm saying? It didn't feel like this is like a, a actual career or like a job that I'm doing like I just feel like I feel like I'm still in college like I definitely you know what i'm saying I definitely felt like I was still in college it gave me college vibes. but yeah I looked at the peoples three officers from the Beijing police on the other side of the door so I'm like oh <laughs> all right you know what I'm saying I'm right. sick to my like, okay let me Put everything up because they have they've shown up to my apartment before randomly. You know what I'm saying? You so mentioned
1: that because they they uh they weren't crazy about having illegal immigrants there, so they would c- yeah, consistently they check identification and so here you are in a foreign land and you're partying and, and
2: they just showed up at my door. You know what I'm saying? My, I'm just right. the house. I'm, you know what I'm saying. I got I'm minding my business, I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't doing nothing
1: right. Too crazy. Right.
2: Scramble, put everything up, boom, 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 boom. Open the door, They, the, the officers walk in. The one in front, he's speaking to me. Now, I was studying Mandarin before I went into China, so I knew a, a little bit of other language, just enough to move and groove, you know what I'm saying, make my way around and get what I need, pretty much. As far as having an in-depth conversation like you and I are having right now, it's not happening. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> so right. He's talking to me, and it's written on my face like, bro, I have no clue what you're saying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying it's like, right. no. so once he realized the language barrier, he pulls out his phone, he speaks into it, and he's speaking to a translator app, and it sure. shows a translation. I'm reading, "Are oh, you on drugs?" "Nah, bro. Like, nah. What, right Nah, you tripping, right Nah, nah, you, nah, bro. You tripping?" He's speaking to the app again, show me the translator. "Are there any drugs in the house?" I'm like, "Bro, what? The, no, bro. What are you talking about?" "Nah, bro. You yeah." Tripping. You need to see my passport. Yeah, that's that what you're here for, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, what type of time you on, but let me let me go grab, grab my passport. So I, I go grab my passport, my visa, my apartment contract. <laughs> I have <gathered> it every <laughs> documentation I had. Walk back into the living room, slap it on the table. I'm like, huh, bro, this is what you need to look at, bro. Because clearly it's a misunderstanding. It's it's some type of confusion going on. So this is what you need to look at. Right. So he's going over my documents and, uh, the other two officers, they just walking around my apartment. You know what I'm saying? Just scanning it for real, wandering eyes for real. Not really looking into nothing, but they definitely they scoping the place out. Um, so they tell me to sit down. After some time passes, so I'm sitting down at the table. And I'm just trying to think ahead. Okay, what, how I'm going to finesse? How am, how am I going to finesse this situation? That's all I'm doing How I'm going to finesse this? How I'm going to finesse this? How I'm, what i you know what I'm saying? How am I going to get out of this? And in the midst of me, just sitting there, going at it was at war with my reflections, I hear footsteps coming from down the hall, because they, mind you, they never close the door after they walked in. They're, sure, they're sure. Still and, open.
1: And, and if I might intrude for a moment, you just said at war with your reflection. What does that mean?
2: Like, just, it's the heat of the moment right now. In a okay.
1: Critical,
2: critical hour. And okay it doesn't look too good for me just the way everything is you know what i'm saying is
1: it your conscious that's coming forward is it is it the it's feeling
2: just, okay i'm just thinking a lot okay exactly. i really panicking you know what i'm saying just physically but like mentally i'm going through it but i'm keeping my composure playing like ain't nothing wrong with me. but inside my head oh man it's a million thoughts going on right like okay what i'm gonna say next what i'm gonna do next how this is gonna play out what you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to think ahead of, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to come over. I'm. Just, it's just so much going on in my head, but I'm just sitting there as cool, calm, collected as I can be, you know what I'm saying, physically without, you know what I'm saying, trying to give up. Like, I'm guilty. I got it. I'm from Atlanta. I, got
1: I know. I was going to mention that you might have, uh you had mentioned, like, finessing it.
2: Yeah, come on. You got to live by the finesse and die by the finesse. This yeah. Is
1: yeah. Work your one.
2: <laughs> you <gotta> work. <laughs> Hashtag
1: Right. Hashtag Peachtree. <laughs>
2: okay. funny. Funny. So I'm sitting down, hear footsteps coming down the hall. So I'm like, who is that? I lean back. It's another officer approaching the apartment and uh, mm-hmm. he has something in his hand. I really don't pay him no mind just because I'm still just like, like I said, I'm at war mode my reflection. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. And so the officer enters the apartment and hands the item to the officer I was originally speaking to that's looking over my documents. Right. And that officer pretty much communicates to me just using body gestures to pee into the cup. So it was a drug test right there on the spot. Right. right then and now, I was like, okay, yeah, it's over with. <laughs> yeah, it's over and,
1: with. and I know that you had mentioned in some of your um, you know, your other podcasts and conversations and so forth, um, that one of the takeaways is that if people research where they're going ahead of time a little bit more, then you would have been more prepared going in. And, and I bring that, um, that insight up, because one of the things that I've mentioned to you is, and I, I hope I don't step on your feet here, but you know, the NFL has changed, you know, here you are and you're playing for Stetson, but a lot of athletes that do well can find themselves in foreign countries and get blindsided by what Mm -hmm. they don't know. So I think a part of your sharing your experience uh, would resonate with them, you know, if ever they found themselves in a scenario where where they said, oh my goodness, I didn't research and and they don't know how to handle it. Like when you talked about the the, all the thoughts racing through your mind. Yeah.
2: And I just and not only just for athletes, but just people in general, like a lot of people of my culture, you know what I'm saying, my people, only people that we know that have been locked up abroad are celebrities, rappers, famous rappers. There's been quite a few of them in the past couple of years, actually, it's been crazy. So, right. you know what I'm saying, this is like, it can, you know what I'm saying, it can happen to anybody.
1: It can you know happen to, to anybody, absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think, you know, just, I just like that's us, us humans are naturally just like, we just had this connotation, like, oh, you know what I'm saying? We hear something crazy. Like, man, that's crazy. I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. I can't believe that. We say it with this, you know what I'm saying? Like, in a way, like, I can't imagine that happening to me, but it's crazy right. that I'm here. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, no, hey, man, hey, hey don't put nothing past. <laughs> don't put nothing <laughs> past it. Now, hey, this can happen to anybody until, you know what I'm saying? You would think, oh, no, that will never happen to me until you actually in that situation.
1: Absolutely, so I, I wonder if a part of it, and we'll get into the book and the book success in a moment, but I have to wonder if a part of it is that if we're sold and told one thing and then we find out another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think another surprise might have been that when you were in the, uh, I, do I call it a prison or do I call it a penitentiary over there in China?
2: Um, well, I guess, I guess you can call it like a detention center, like a jail. Okay. The actual prison prisons are drastically.
1: Different. Drastically. Yeah. You
2: we know, learned that reading the story when I'm talking to an inmate. He's new and he's younger than me. Chinese uh, dude. But he came from the actual prison prison. Okay. You know, he's got no trouble. Uh, you know, close to his release date from the prison prison.
1: Okay.
2: Sentencing to do like some time in actual jail. So just hearing his story about, how the actual prison prison was, I'm just like, woo.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, woo,
2: man, I dodged a bullet for real, like. <laughs> right,
1: and, 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 and we'll get uh, uh, to it in a moment regarding one of the questions I had, like when the, it almost was like the freedom of your life flashed before your eyes. But what I wanted to get to is one of the surprises that here you are kind of trapped in a reality TV situation, except it's not TV or television. And and the, the fellow inmates or holdees have a deep reverence for you and they want you to teach them English. So in that moment, what were you thinking?
2: Um, I mean, I really it's, I really wasn't thinking too much of it. I'm like, we got plenty of time on our hands. You know what I'm saying? It's like we locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we stay in this one cell. We don't leave it. Okay. So I'm like. Anything, and it, it ain't like they give us supply, like I got pens and pa- I got pen and paper and stuff like to keep my keep myself occupied. Nah, I just I got one bowl and one spoon, that's all I have. So I'm just used to, I'm left with my own devices, my imagination and whatever other resources are within the cell that I can find a way to get creative with. So when the idea was pro, uh, pose, I'm like, why not? That'll kill, that'll definitely kill an hour. You know what I'm saying? Versus us just sitting here looking at each other you know what I'm saying? Well, without a doubt, let's do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We got nothing, nothing else to do but time. We ain't got number but time, so we like,
1: might as well. Do you think a part of it is uh, that reverence or respect came from them sensing your spirit? Because you've yeah. talked before about you're not necessarily a religious person, but your spirit is big, and your spirit has helped you on the football field. And you're and which again, if I go to football players, a lot of the times when they're out there on the field, they can have what they call spiritual experiences.
2: Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah, I definitely say, yeah, it's the energy. Energy is everything. We, are, us humans, are nothing but big balls of energy. You know what I'm saying? This physical that you're looking at, this is just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's literally just a, uh, what, like, a, this is something, it's like a costume essentially. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. really, it's the Representation that I'm using. You know what I'm saying? But the energy and the spirit that dwells within me. That's what you know what I'm saying, that's what makes me me You know what I'm saying? For sure. What you're seeing is just a physical representation, it's just something to look at essentially versus just you know what I'm saying this euphoric, you know what I'm saying, esoteric type of, you know what I'm saying, energy. Right. And, right. That's all that is. Um and so yeah, definitely, you know what I'm saying? I felt like the deep reverence uh derived from just you know what I'm saying, just my energy and uh my spirit. But in addition, in addition to my physical appearance, my physical appearance definitely played a role in it as well. Just me being a man of color. And I had locks at that point in time, too. Okay. Just own locks. And I played football. So it's like my physique is a lot more defined. Sure,
1: <laughs> sure. You
2: know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and I'm not talking to nobody. So it's like, okay, you really don't, you can't make heads or tails out of me, to be honest because right. I don't really speak, I can't speak with y'all, but it's like, okay, he quiet, you know what I'm saying, he don't look like he's really in a, a cheerful, friendly mood right now.
1: You're an unknown. The, I
2: feel like, it, I should be, in, you know what I'm saying, I should feel inferior to him at the same time, so it's just like, uh, you know what I'm saying, I really don't know how to, how to, you know what I'm saying, I really don't know how to play it, but I'm like, he ain't giving me no negative vibes, so I'm gonna I'm just Throw the reel out there and see what happens. It's like,
1: hey,
2: you know what I'm saying? I'm cool. I'm, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. I it. it's like, Hey, man, we can't. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just unfortunate. You know what I'm
1: saying? Well, but, I think that they sense that you were safe, that you weren't going to harm them. Yeah, without a doubt. Without yeah, a doubt. that there's love coming from your heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So even if you might have looked like something they might not have seen in their world, mm-hmm. people sense safety and, and that, you know, if you're peaceful, then they can just, you know, let it go. I did want to share one um, aspect from your story that I found very interesting, which was they strapped you into a chair, even though it was not plugged in in terms of an electric chair. And and even though I've never smoked weed, um, but I don't necessarily you know have an opinion about for or against it. I mean, some states in the United States are for it, and then the federal's not. Or I'm not even sure where all that legislation is. But you were higher than a kite. They wanted you to be intimidated. And because you're higher than a kite, the fear factor is not working on you like it would have been working on others. I just found that part of the story very interesting because when people think about Chinese prisons and detention centers and so forth, they think about the torture aspects. And even though there was was eight beds or 14 men or whatever the ratio was, that intimidation wasn't breaking you down.
2: No, not at all. (laughs) No, uh, I mean, I just... Fear is imaginary, the way I look at things, you know what I'm saying, like, there's no, you know what I'm saying, be fearful of what. I knew deep down in my spirit, I'm like, I'm gonna be all right. When it's, everything is said and done, all this play out the way it's supposed to, I'm gonna be just fine. Right. Now, how is it gonna play out? That's, I'm just, that's why I'm, I, I have no clue how it's gonna play out. So it's like, that's where it can get a little bit, the way, that's where it does get nerve wracking and uh, just suspenseful, cause it's like, we don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how this is going to play out. But it's like, I just know deep down in my spirit, I'm going to be all right when it's all said and done. I'm going to be good. It ain't going to be nothing that I can't handle, for sure, for sure. The universe won't put you through anything you can't handle.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm going to ask you about your legacy in a moment. But was there anything in particular from your coach training, whether it was playing college ball or high school that helped you in particular? Was it like a message from a coach that was like, get the ball to the... And yard line, which by the way, when I hear the name Chancellor Jackson, the thing that goes to my head is Chancellor Jackson on the 40-yard line. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, um, well, just accountability. That was, that was, that was pretty much it. Because it's like, regardless of, of everything, I have to hold my, I would not be in this situation if I did not simply make a choice. It all ah.
1: so
2: at the end of the day however this does play out i know i'm gonna be good but however it play out you know what i'm saying it is what it is because i got to hold myself accountable like you did something you one you said you wouldn't do and then you went against your word and then you consciously knew that it wasn't legal over here but and you still chose to engage in it so it's like you know what I'm saying? It's like, you've got to hold yourself accountable, bro. Like, ain't nobody else to point the finger at but you. You know what yeah.
1: I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I like, I just want to point the flashlight for a moment to what you're talking to. You're talking about taking full responsibility compared to like a victim type of mindset or denial. Yeah. And I and I just want to re- acknowledge that that's, a, I just respect that because some people will tell the truth and other people will do the plausible deniability until the cows come home.
2: <laughs> no thanks on me and know it's like i feel like all of that's gonna i feel like that's gonna work make everything worse you know what i'm saying i feel like just me just, like, pointing the finger and you know what i'm saying dwelling on the negative and you know what i'm saying complaining and just rebelling and you know what i'm saying yeah
1: like
2: not gonna help my case so i need you know what i'm saying my best bet is to be on my best behavior you caught right handed bro so it's like hey like i said you live by the finesse you die right. by the finesse hey i don't live by the finesse i can survive plenty of times okay this is just one of those situations where i gotta die by the finesse it is what it is you know what i'm saying but i'm gonna live to finesse another day sure.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> well and and i think a part of it is also i'm gonna just kind of if it's okay can i volunteer your age mm-hmm. yeah i think as a millennial right age 24 you're also you have the tenacity to bounce back because yeah, yeah so this is not necessarily going to imprint your life but i will get to the part where you you turned lemons into lemonade and you made a profit from it and so <laughs> yeah but if i go back to that moment again um you had a dream from the gods yeah and i and i one of the things i've shared with you before this is that i respect that you ask for help from your ancestors and you give thanks to your ancestors so in that moment uh, the night before your release, you have a dream. Would you speak into that for a moment?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so pretty actually. The pretty much the dream that you're refer- referring to. Um, well, I had quite a few visions within my time in Beijing Jail Six. But um, your dream you're referring to, it was earlier in the story. I want to say it was definitely within the first three chapters. And no, 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 no. Nah, it was it nah, it was like around chapter four or five. Chapter four or five. And um it's pretty much like I had a dream that uh the guards came by to get me and another inmate that I was incarcerated with, um, and it was like, hey, y'all come, y'all, y'all good to go, you know what I'm saying? Y'all ready, y'all free to go. And it was just so random because the other in, you know what I'm saying, other cellmate that was, you know what I'm saying. Was getting released with me he's he was technically supposed to be getting released the next day so the fact that you know what i'm saying they didn't came and got me and him a day early of course i had no i haven't i haven't received any information so this is definitely a shock to me and it's really shocking for him because like damn but we thought you're supposed to get out yesterday like what like we're like what done happened for them to anyway it don't even matter we both finna get ready to go home hey man hey well i love you but hey what you know what I'm say we lit and get on the elevator to go downstairs and the elevator stops and everything is black and this guard is yelling and we, i'm like bro what is he talking about bro what is going on bro like we this can't be happening right now we finna get ready to go home and now that we get locked in this elevator but like, what is the guard saying the guard is telling us to wake up huh wake up what you talking that's when like the senses my senses start to awaken and I come back to, I'm like, I wake up for physically, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I'm like, damn, like I was so Ill. like I, man, I'm like, Shh. I could have like, I didn't look at it like as never, like, damn, boy, almost i was almost i out. I was, you know what I'm saying? I was gonna be myself. I'm just like, hey, we gonna get out of here. That's how I'm like, that's all that's right. Like, hey, getting out of here. That's all I took away from it. When I have no, I still have no clue. I don't know. But I'm like, hey, we're gonna get out of here though. And it's gonna you happen said- just like
1: yeah, do you Great. think do you think that spiritually your ancestors intervened?
2: Without a doubt, just cause I didn't. Re- I here I am sitting in this cell with fourteen other Chinese men or fourteen other inmates. You, know what I'm saying in one cell for twenty four hours a day, I ain't receiving not a lick of information. Yeah, nothing at the entire me getting arrested, going through all the booking and interrogations and document signing, all of that. I ain't told me not a single thing in regards to what's gonna come how it's gonna play out none of that so here I, I'm just in this cell don't know what's going on I don't even know how this the jail work I'm right. that.
1: yeah so I,
2: and I, I'm not I'm still not tripping like I'm not you know what I'm saying losing my mind I'm still of course I'm at war with my reflections, because I'm like, I none of this is making sense. You know what I'm saying? Just like it's just so much, but I'm still keeping my composure. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Just I'm ten toes down. I'm still grounded. And the you know, you know what I'm saying the ancestors new just to give me something to work with, you know what I'm saying, to help ease my mental. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Um, because I probably could have easily just and I probably could have just flipped and you know what I'm saying, just lost it, you know, lost my mind just because I'm like, bro, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on. And nobody's yeah. or
1: it. or allowed fear to come into your spirit or to have a troubled spirit. So if it's like you received a a, a signal of hope, a message of hope, then that grounded you again. And
2: man, something just because I wasn't getting no information from the, you know what I'm saying, the folks that had me detained. So it's like we'll give you some, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna give you. Bits and pieces, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know what I'm saying? Just for you, you can have at least, you still won't know 100% sure if this is going to be actually turn out the way that it's going to, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, um, just for you, you, know what I'm saying, just your mental, because they know, they know my mind. I'm very, I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm very spontaneous, I'm very optimistic, you know what I'm saying, so. Well,
1: I think, I, I just, I want to say that I think that your optimism, your training, all of that helped you so that, that you didn't walk out with like PTSD, that you were like, okay, what the heck just happened, now I'm going to bounce back after I sort in my mind what just happened, so. Yeah. So if I could move for a moment over to the success of the book, and then I'll get to your legacy in a moment, but the success of your book. So I think it's 14 or 15 different categories on Amazon. And I sat back and I was thinking, um, how come more war veterans don't write about being a POW? Or how come more um, inmates uh, in the United States don't write about their experience? Or maybe they do, but I, it doesn't, it hasn't had the same type of success. Like, what do you think it was that made people resonate and buy your book so that in the the, the sense that it just it's almost like it went viral yeah.
2: um just imagine the aspect of it being taboo yet common at the same time okay uh, a man of color getting locked up what how is that unfamiliar in any shape or form here but, in america right it's, right for sure but for a man of color to get one How many people do we know, you you know what I'm saying? I'm just asking, and anybody that's listening, how many people do you know that actually went to to China? Right. Two lived in China. So that alone is like, all I got, yeah, I lived in China for a little bit. Everybody, body language is China. Like, it's just, what? What You know what I'm saying? They're not, you're not not used to hearing nothing like that. You're not. A young brother like me, China, what, what was you doing in China? Uh, you been in the military? No, I ain't what I'm the no abroad? Yeah, you no. Know first thing they cut. That's the first two things that come to their mind. So now I said no to both of them, like, okay, that, what was you, man, like, how, how, like, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm interested, because it's like, that's just, it's so because, taboo.
1: Because, oh, do you think it's taboo, or that it was so unusual, or is it like you're letting them into a secret?
2: It's taboo, most people. It's hard to visit China. You can't yeah. just book no, just jump on no plane and go to China. No, it don't work like that. So for anybody to be over there at any point in time, hey, that's that, 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 man, that's something different. That's different. Not everybody can do that, for sure, let alone afford it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So not everybody can do that. So just that, that, that aspect, just how rare it is played a factor. And me just being me, because... I'm a I'm 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 a noble spirit. I'm a, I'm a genuine dude. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I have great care. I'm a good person all in all. You know what I'm saying? I do everything textbook, everything right. This is my first time ever being in that level amount of a trouble in my entire life.
1: Yeah. That
2: aspect of people that truly know me personally is just like You know what I'm saying? They you? Oh no, nah, no. Nah, what? Like that now they cuz this is what? Now they <laughs> and they and they thrown again from the ass. Okay, one, I'll mess them up. Oh yeah, I lived in China for a little bit. China, bro. What? What, what, what are we doing in China right? Oh yeah, I got locked up. A, you got locked. You know. What I'm saying? So it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then for all this, you know, what I'm saying, this happened in 2019, April 4, 2019. A week. Let's fast forward a full calendar year. April 2020. What's going okay. on? COVID. Where did COVID originate from? China, what, how long, how, how long was my sentence? I did 14 days. You catch COVID, what you gotta do now? Quarantine for how long? 14 days. You look at the cover, what, I got a mask on. Folks ask me all the time, oh, they had COVID back, you know you, you was locked up and they had COVID? I was like, no, nah, bro, that was just the typical way of life. Before, you know what I'm saying, everything just popped out. Nah, we've been had wearing masks because air pollution is real in China. So was, Yeah, I it mean, is.
1: It is. I've flown to South Korea, and the they call it like the yellow smoke that blows over,
2: and it's Party on that type of time. So it's just like how it just everything man. COVID really helped helped it too, just because it just brought everything full circle. Fourteen days you All right, now it's COVID. You got quarantine for fourteen days. You gotta wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like and, and man, and then in addition, it's just people just gotta be on lockdown we got nothing but time on our hands now we have not a lot of distractions in our lives folks ain't really got to work no more it's been a whole shift within the paradigm of the world so all everything that transpired literally played into my benefit you know what i'm saying when it came when i first dropped the book so it's just like Man, it was just universal, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: and I can say that I think a part of it is like between the U.S. and the the CCP relations right now and given like Huawei and what happened up in Canada with their executives and so forth. But I think there's something also about your story that touches into the personal experiences of people. Like one of the things I said to you before is there's certain rappers and they can rap about whether it's poverty or Whatever their real experiences are, and it gives a voice to other people that are sitting in their living room that might not have the courage to come out and say it. What your thoughts? What say you?
2: For sure, for sure, yeah, um, definitely, definitely. I gave, man, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. It's really crazy because I'm, I'm just thinking back on it. I've always, always been people call me like oh you a lecturer you're a lecturer, you're a preacher. You know what I'm saying? I always gave off that type of uh just energy, you know what I'm saying, to my peers. But I feel like a, a lot of them weren't able to receive it just because I was a football player. I feel like football players have this is this, this this just a negative connotation. Like they don't re- they, they think a lot of football players just one, that folks just think football is just a, just, just barbaric sport. Folks just running, we just running into each other. And you know what I'm saying? That's all football is. It's like, no, nah, football Compared to the
1: real. strategy.
2: It is a, it's like watching two people play chess.
1: It is, it is. I'm, I'm, yeah, Penn it's State football that. is huge. Yeah.
2: It's that, watching two people play chess. When you're watching football on TV, yeah, you that, those are the chess players. The players, that, those are chess pieces. What What's calling them and making them do whatever they that you don't even see the people that's really making that's really running the show they in the box they they don't don't put the camera on them like that often the cameras on the players see what i'm saying so it's like people just already you know i'm saying just have the have this conversation you know i'm saying with their own personal experiences and opinions and all of that you know i'm saying for sure they just equate us to just being just buffoons that just or jocks you're just like running into people you know i'm saying like that's all it is to it it's like nah bro like (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's some folks that's like that for sure, but it's yeah. not, it, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? It, you can't be no, no You can't be no idiot and play the sport at, at top level. You can't be no fool. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you got to really man to so notice, man, it's a
1: science for real. In, in, and you have to exer, execute the plays that the coach gives and so forth. So I would think that you would have been what I would call hundred percent in your body in that you're um, embodying this challenge that's come forth. And I think also a lot of professional athletes, college uh, athletes and so forth, they're probably taught about, you know, you get the Gatorade sponsorship, you get the, the sneaker sponsorship. And so I think your book was like a five-part collection. So you looked at this strategically, but I also just, you know, I have to wonder if, it, um, and I just want to go back to it, because it must, there must've been some human aspect that resonated just like you know, Eight Mile and Eminem resonated. I know I'm putting you on the spot here.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um...
1: I, and I don't know if it's, yeah. if it's because people feel sometimes like at the prison of their own life or if they, they wondered like, wow, somebody got out of one of those Chinese prisons. Because, you know, I wonder why aren't there Chinese writing about it, you know, even if there might be a gag order and they'd be killed over there, but still there's some of them that leave. Your, yeah. your thoughts or, or, or do you think you were just, you had enough boldness you, that you took it to the finish line?
2: I mean, I knew what I wanted to. I'm me person. Whatever I start, I finish. So when I got hired to go out in China to teach these kids, my contract is supposed to be a year. I'm like, I'm going to do my entire year. I'm going to do my entire year. Now, what's going to come after that year? It's, I don't know. That's gonna. That's the mysterious. You know what I'm saying? That's that's when it get, it's gonna get a little bit fun because like I know I'm gonna. Better things are gonna come from this experience. And embarking on this journey. So when everything played out the way that it played out and my contract got cut six months short, it's like, well, I had a goal set and I couldn't fulfill it. I'm a person that's whatever I start, I finish. So that didn't sit well in my spirit. Cause like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, bro. Like I had a goal and I, you know what I'm saying? I didn't accomplish it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not going to just be, I'm not going to just accept that. Okay. Everything played out the way that it was played out, but I'm like, okay, I went through this experience for a reason. Now I know I want to do something with this story. I just don't know what. Hey, okay. I don't know what. And it wasn't until like months later that the idea was posed to me like, damn, we should write a book about it.
1: Do you, do you think another part of it is that, and you've mentioned this before in your other interviews and so forth, that many Black Americans don't write books. So here you are, and you're writing a book.
2: No, facts, yeah. I, don't, uh, I look, Amongst my community, there's only one other person. Okay. And he he the same age as me. And he he was published before we graduated from my school. And he was the one that told me, like, you should write a book about your experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you should write about it, bro. It's was like, damn, but like, that's a good idea. I know I want to do something with it. If China just think they're going to put me through all of that and I'm I'm just going to walk away with my tail tucked between my legs, they crazy, then you a fool. You're a fool. you playing yourself. You're like, y'all got me messed up, bro. I was supposed to do a year. I couldn't do my year, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? Everything played out the way it played out, for sure. It is what it is. But if you just think I'm not going to capitalize off of this experience, then, oh, man, you playing yourself. Just give me time. Like, give me a minute. Give me some time to figure out what it is. Yeah. Watch.
1: Yeah. Watch. Yeah, and I. Yeah, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I, I was just going to say, and I hope that your example inspires other people in your community to self publish mm-hmm. in, you know, what they're, what they, what, you know, because their story is worth something. And I know in a lot of uh, more, um, you know, ethnic cultures and, and indigenous people and so forth, a lot of the times their history is shared verbally, orally. Um, but there's also something magical about when pen hit, hits paper because now it, it also takes the mystery out of, you know, people having presumptions that might be outside of your bubble or or outside of your world.
2: I mean, world, not world. <laughs> <laughs> world, yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, man, I just it's just it's it, it, it's so much because it's just like I was like I like I was saying before like. I used to preach to people, especially like, because like, y'all, especially we out of high school, so now, you know what I'm saying, either you in college, if you're not in college, you in the real world. Right. And that could be, that can be a rude awakening if you're not prepared.
1: And a lot of people aren't.
2: Entering the real world, oh, man. and You, you know what I'm saying, you ain't got nothing. Man, that's, man, you gonna fall, you, you, hey, it's gonna be a journey for you, you know what I'm saying. Luckily, I was able to, you know what I'm saying, continue, you know what I'm saying, my my football career, you know what I'm saying, go to post secondary school and, you know what I'm saying, just ease my way into adulthood a little bit, you know what I'm saying, more smoothly versus just being tossed into the fire. Yeah. But me still, you know what I'm saying, okay, we all had a high school. So it's like, but it's like, y'all in the real world. It was like everything I'm I'm doing now, like, y'all see all the accolades, I was preaching then, but I had nothing to back it up then. So it's like, okay, you just a football player, just. It sounds good, but it's like, what are you, you know what I'm saying, it's, you just, you know what I'm saying, you just preaching, you know what I'm saying, it's like, this ain't nothing, that, you know what I'm saying, you ain't really, sh- you just a football, you just a football player, like, folks wasn't really understanding or comprehending, like, just the, the game and the wisdom and the encouragement that I was feeding into them, until, all right, I didn't, okay, I done hung well, now you, up. Yeah, I you football. proved it, you proved it. And now I done wrote this book, and literally everything I done preached to y'all, I I did apply it myself and we see the results. So it's like, oh, best believe it. when I open my mouth, folks, what'd you say, but <laughs> <what'd> you say? <laughs> hey, you know what saying? For sure. Yeah. For
1: sure. For sure.
2: For sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Well, I yeah. You tell nobody nothing, man. You got to show people. You know yeah, and you do.
1: And that's awesome. one of the reasons why I'm very pleased that you've decided to come on this podcast because if I talk about the idea of positive role models, People want to see others that walk the talk.
2: No, definitely, definitely. So I was just I just had to wait my time and you know what I'm saying to really just show people. Like right? you know what I'm saying like I said, you can't you can't tell nobody now. You gotta really show folks. We live in a folks got different learning disabilities now, you know what I'm saying? People learn a little bit slower than others now and uh we live in a society full of followers. You know what I'm saying. The society doesn't create leaders. You know what I'm saying. You, are, if you're a leader, you you're a natural-born leader, unless you put forth the effort to become one. And not everybody's willing to put forth that effort. So, right. Else, you know what I'm saying. Follow. You know what I'm saying. Follow the lead. You know what I'm saying. It was society full of followers. You know, well, platforms. What now? What you do? You follow people, right?
1: I know. I know, and that's also built into the language.
2: Come on now. So you know what I'm saying, us moguls, us, you know what I'm saying, us chosen ones, us, you know what I'm saying, golden children, yeah, we got to be the front runners.
1: Yeah. So if you, sorry sorry to interrupt you. So if your identity before, let's say you saw yourself as a football player, how do you see yourself now as a chosen one, someone who's anointed, blessed? A
2: A God amongst men. A God amongst men, without a doubt. Okay. With everything that I live, my actions, my thought process, my perspective, everything is like, and my age, everything about me is just like, this man is different. There's something, he is different. <laughs> they don't make, It's not too many folks that's like that, you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. That's that young, that's that in tuned, that's, you know what I'm saying, doing what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, I'm not the only one for sure. I'm not the only one. I have plenty of peers that are also God amongst men. We are golden children. We are the the ones our ancestors chose to be the front runners and the ones to change the the dynamic within our family tree. Absolutely. Because I know myself well, and you're going to attract like-minded and like-spirited individuals. Not everybody, that's, that's taboo to a lot of people. Trust me. I just, based on the conversation that I have with just peers, I'm just like, man, well, <laughs> I can show you, and you know what I'm saying. I can tell you, but I, I can show you at the same time. it's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? For sure, you got to play the cards you was dealt.
1: Yeah, any,
2: and make the most that you can out of it.
1: I think a part of it is that human humanity gets beat down over the years, but I think if the other part of it is if no one's showing anybody else, then yeah. no one's growing. Yeah.
2: You, you feel like humanity gets beat down. I feel like humanity gets dumbed down.
1: Okay. We'll do both. We'll do both. So speaking about a God amongst men, what would you like your obituary to say?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Man, my obituary. Uh. Mm. Just put my name up there. Because my name is my mama, a shout out to my mama. She named she gave me a very, very powerful name, Chancellor. You go, you you research what a chancellor is.
1: Oh, I know what a chancellor is. I know, right. especially in equity.
2: And then that's my first name, right? So my middle name, people say Chancellor, you see Chancellor K Jackson. So like, what's the K stand for? My middle name, Corle, K-O-R-L-E-H it translates to the core, the bare essence. And then my last name, Jackson. Now, there's been multiple great Jacksons, you know what I'm saying, in the course of time, but Jackson isn't, I'm Native American, Jackson isn't a part of my tribe, no, no, that's some English shit, so it's like, who's, the, you know am saying, who's the first Jackson we could think of, you know what I'm saying, uh, Andrew Jackson. Now, despite all uh, what he did, that was a very powerful man at the end of the day. So, Chancellor kool Jack. You're talking about a leader. The core and the bare essence. Jack, you know what I'm saying? Just, just cap it off. Just, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Like, that's, probably, that's probably all you need to put on it for real.
1: Okay. Because your, na- your name is going to stand for something. Just okay, like. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the, the House of Gucci or all of the other names that are out there. Wells Fargo from all those family businesses. Got it. That's a beautiful vision.
2: none of them, I feel like none of them carry the substance that I carry. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? For sure. It's, it's gonna hit differently once I
1: Okay. You know so So how would you define your legacy today? And what does this word legacy mean to you? Because I know that you were raised by a strong mama. <laughs>
2: <Man>. <laughs> so
1: what does the word legacy mean personally to you?
2: Um, just, it was crazy. I was having a conversation with my uncle Hollywood just the other day and, you know what I'm saying? He was just explaining, you know am saying? talking about how him and my mom and the rest of their siblings grew up, you know what I'm saying? They from Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? From the country, small town, poor, on the farm, grew up on the farm, outhouses, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know what I'm saying? surviving, essentially, you know what I'm saying, doing the best they could, just based on, you know what I'm saying, the, the cards that was dealt to them. And based on what my grandma and granddad was able to do, you know what I'm saying, they, you know what I'm saying, my mama and the rest of our siblings was able to, you know what I'm saying, build on top of the foundation. Uh, just hey. And now was it, you know what I'm saying, was it all pizzas and cream? No, no, no. But it was definitely better than what they came from, for sure. So now here it is my generation and it's just like <laughs> we definitely you know what I'm saying we and i'm conscious and we learning and seeing what took place okay man we definitely can't do you know what i'm saying we like and now we just we just con- gonna continue to just it, it just build honestly you know what i'm saying we were you're just reverting the, the, the our, our family tree and just uh dynamic and ethics and codes of conduct and you know what I'm saying standards all of that we just redefining it and fine-tuning it for the betterment of our family for for the tribe moving forward, the generations okay. and my children's children, and their children's children, and children children's children to come on generational wealth and just you know what I'm saying being that shift within the paradigm. You know, what I'm saying that most people of you know, what I'm saying my descendant don't ain't really fond of or familiar with. You know, what I'm saying that don't you know, We don't come from that. You know, what I'm saying we definitely learn about it. We see. I went to PWI. I've seen it firsthand.
1: What's PWI? I,
2: oh yeah i'm just i'm just here i'm finna take over daddy's company when i graduate oh. they're not impressed they just they just here for a good time at this point so i'm just like man boys, man i can't you know what i'm saying So like okay for sure for sure i see what's going on okay Yeah. It, so it's just like my legacy is just to hustle and motivate without a doubt um encourage um enlighten most importantly enlighten i feel like yeah you can encourage somebody you can you know what i'm saying inspire someone but it's like to enlighten in addition to the other two is mass icing on the cake and it's like now enlightenment can come in any form of fashion it don't matter what we talk about me and that person okay it's like hey, based on this conversation it don't matter what we talk talking about i feel you i know you will walk away thinking differently after you get done talking to me. You, gonna, you know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna look at nothing the same. You gonna, it's gonna be something about your dynamic that's going to shift when you get done just experiencing me without a doubt.
1: Okay. So I might say that your legacy is embracing your past, your history, your family tree, making the best of it, not taking anything for granted. And most of all, just um, just being very resourceful internally in your inner resource ex- exterior resources like all of it like you're just not gonna take anything for granted or waste it like it's unimportant
2: like i just feel like it's a you know what i'm saying some all that like, hey, up no, man how well do you know yourself how well do you know yourself when you really know yourself well everything what you just explained is gonna be understood if you know yourself well if you don't then it's just like well oh shit,
1: hmm. yeah
2: Mm, that's something I got to really think about. I don't Hey, I, I don't really know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know where my people come from. I, I'm talking about really, really know yourself. I'm talking from the depths, the depths. So it's like, I can see you and talk all day by myself. So, hey, you, gonna, you, you, gonna, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have a good time just look like, damn, boy, this boy different. <laughs> this boy going to be all right. <laughs> he going to be all right for sure. Like Well, right
1: sure. I think that you have the mindset that you're going to get to the finish line. And I think a part of your legacy will also be that you've mentioned you would like your work ethic to exceed mediocrity. So you know that when your standard is high, that you're just going to make sure that you're not gonna slack off and you're gonna show up and give it your all. So that brings me to my next question of how would you like to develop your personal legacy moving forward now that you know what you know?
2: Um, really just every idea that comes to mind um, to, bring it into fruition, especially just to continue to build my story, my brand, legacy, um, company, you know what I'm saying, all of that, just to continue to build off of the momentum I've already gained thus far, just embarking on this journey. Um, And I did it with books, I did it with books. So I did it with, uh, I'm talking about a form of media, that's, you know what I'm saying, people don't really, really engage in. especially people of my, folks, but folks my color don't, man, folks don't read like that. Folks don't read like that. So it's just like to do it in, you know what I'm saying, the social media that is unfamiliar, taboo, oh man, wait until I'm able to get on the big screen. Wait until I'm able.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, uh, what you're pointing to is that, um, You know you're uh, you're breaking barriers, Mm -hmm. and and if and if your book already has reached Amazon bestseller in fourteen or fifteen different categories, I think people are hungry for what you have to say. But I also think it's you know high time that you you did show up to share your message. And I also think you're a brilliant entrepreneur in the sense that you capitalized on something compared to going home and just like hiding out, like in something called like agoraphobia. Instead, you said to my you know uh, how do I how do I bring this experience so that other people might not feel alone so that other people know that they too can share what it is that they're going through and also to shine a light where uh, people might not want a light shined which is you know your experience in Beijing because that country over there it's uh, I mean they're strict with their people on one hand I think you've talked about the trustworthiness, you know, windows can be down, laptops can be out, people are not gonna be stealing laptops or MacBooks or, or whatnot. But then on the on the flip side, uh, freedom of speech is a whole other different conversation over there.
2: No, facts, definitely. Like it was crazy. Like, yeah, you it don't they, you could practice whatever religious, you know, what I'm saying religion you want to. But if like here in America, you could be driving down the street. And you see folks, you know what I'm saying, with signs and you know what I'm saying, they chanting, you know what I'm saying they really pushing, you know what I'm saying, their religion that they practice. You right. Hey, you, know <laughs> you have no, hey, you have a book on your hands. That's all I can say. You have a book on your hands, you out there and trying to doing that for sure. So like they don't play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think also as an entrepreneur, now that you've gotten a taste of residual income, you, you've yeah. you've gone on to write, I think it was a romance novel or two. So like oh, you said, you're just, you're just warming up.
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just getting my foot, my feet wet for real, for real. And it yeah. hasn't even dropped yet. I'm still fine tuning it and working on it, but I know it's going to go just as crazy as the first one. And is you know what I'm saying, it is, it's in a genre of romance, but just like 14 days, it went, you know what I'm saying, it went number one in multiple genres, just like this the romance, never gonna do the same thing, like, it, it's not, I, me personally, I, I just can't box myself just into just one thing, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, nah, that's just not me, that's not me, you know what I'm saying, that's
1: yeah.
2: Right. So it's like, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna have the romance and all of that, for sure, but it's gonna be a lot of other genres that can fall, this book, this story can fall under as well yeah. you know what i'm saying feel like everybody can i feel like it should be able to take something away from reading my work without a doubt wherever you come from whatever you believe what you know what i'm saying whatever you're going to be able to take away something at the end of the day when yeah. you're done dealing with me in some form of fashion rather be reading my story listening and watching or actually having a full conversation with me you're going to take away something you and it's going to be for the betterment of you and your journey and it, it's, yeah, for sure. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to pour into you, for sure.
1: I think also one of the things you're pointing to is that uh, you're honoring your values around generosity, service to others, and education.
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> and my forward, um, the forward of my book uh, is written by one of my friends that I live in China with. You know what I'm saying? Her name is Kayla Lane. And she was pretty much explaining the four. like, yeah, you know, I learned a lot through, I learned a lot from Chance, just like the sense of generosity, like you said, uh, equality and community. Or oh, equity and, you know what I'm saying? Equality equity, yeah. equity. You know what I'm saying? Just like, it's just crazy, you said that, I'm like, hey, she said the same thing too, for sure. But it was like, man, just cause, it, man. I'm just conscious. I'm a conscious, conscious individual. You know what I'm saying? I've always been like this. Um, so.
1: Yeah, um, and I hope it inspires others, and if there could be one piece of advice that you would give uh, regarding, you know, stepping up to create your legacy, owning it, claiming it, executing on it, what would that one piece of advice be?
2: Well, just me being me, it ain't gonna be just one piece because it's really levels to everything. Everything is in-depth. Everything, so is really first and foremost and i posed this question earlier how well do you know yourself how can you answer any of that if you don't know yourself at all how can you even start how if you don't know yourself that's first and foremost you got to figure that out part you got to figure that out first once you do that okay then you'll be able to you know okay now you can move forward you know what i'm saying but that's first first step For, first and foremost how well do you know yourself if you don't know yourself well, you can sit here and like I, me. I can sit and elaborate on myself all day, every day. Yeah. Back. Now we can move forward. If you can't, you need to figure that out first. And and a piece of advice to give you. Know what I'm saying just to help you take your take a getaway. Literally, because this is all I did. Damn. You read my intro. My mama asked me. I was a, a child. Me and my little brother. We had. Breakfast eating, you know what I'm saying? And downstairs, you know what I'm saying? The dining room table. Mama asked, "What's three places in the world y'all want to go?" I'm like, 78 years old. What's three places in the world y'all want to go?" I make sure uh, we go China. I, I and I'm I'm, I'm tomorrow I had my answer ready. China. She like exact any China, why China? You know what I'm saying? Why China? That's what everything is made. You know what I'm saying? So, 15 years later, boom. You know what I'm saying? So it's just you like,
1: manifested it.
2: On me. So it's just like. Take yourself go on a getaway. Just and I ain't go out in China with a bunch of people. No, I went. I jumped off the porch. This is me. Go someplace you've always been interested in going. Yeah. Go by yourself. And of course, with you going to an unfamiliar place, you are gonna have to use your phone to navigate. You know what I'm saying? And just be resourceful. So use it in that aspect. As far as communication to the outside world and friends. and f- Folks, that's not in your physical man, that that they had all of that. That's that, that let, let, let that not be here nor there. Right. That's no, that's not a, non-existent. You just you embarking on the journey. It's just you and Yeah. environment and spend you know what I'm saying? And just do that and see how much you learn about yourself.
1: I think you yeah, yourself. I think what you're pointing to is getting out of one's comfort zone and getting curious and broadening your horizon. Yeah, Most
2: people don't, you know what I'm saying, don't experience anything outside from their communities, especially people of my color. I know I've had, I have friends that have been, never been outside the city of uh, Smyrna, never been outside of Smyrna. So it's just like, <laughs> but yes, there's a whole lot of world to see. Little yeah, you know. You can yeah. learn a lot. It don't matter where you go domestically, no matter where you go within you, America, it's gonna be different. So imagine when you take yourself to a different country, it's gonna be that ten times fold. Yeah. So just that exposure at the end of the day, exposure—that's all it is—will just broaden your level of understanding. And yep. That's what one of my quotes. every day: broaden your level of understanding.
1: Ah, understanding broaden your level of understanding. That's wise. Understanding
2: okay. You. Understanding yeah. You, understanding of your world. So you and just where you come from, your people come from and I'm the cars you was dealt, in addition to the other worlds that you will come across, the other individuals, you are a completely different world than I am. You come from a completely yeah. different background, you have a completely different dynamic, aura, everything. Your people are different from mine. So you have
1: a different world
2: right now. And our two worlds coexist.
1: And, all, yeah, although I, I did live in Hotlanta for a a, a minute.
2: <laughs> but we still cut from completely different cloths still. So it's like for our worlds to come together at this point in time and create what we're creating right now. Which it's human. Is, which is beautiful. Man, take that aspect into your own life. You know what I'm saying? Broaden your level of understanding. When you only expose to so much, you only going to think a certain way. When you're exposed to a lot, your thought process is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like everyday, broaden your level of understanding. For sure. For sure. Every day in some fashion. Yeah, as we say it's very broad. It's a very broad broad quote cuz you know what I'm saying? That mean that mean anything about you. Yo, know, you know what I'm saying? Yo, your, your history, or just you know what I'm saying? Just your matrix. You thought
1: very good. All right. Very good. I think that's a, a very encouraging piece of advice, and I hope that whoever is listening can heed that. Because as you mentioned, uh, you think society is getting dumbed down. I think they're getting beat down. But you know, if they're if they are being you know like dumbed down, like you said, then I think that that piece of encouragement will tell them to get back up again and to keep learning and to stay curious and not just to stay where they're at because it's comfortable. So in closing, I want to bring up the positive influence of your mother and of of you know all mothers but um because i believe this nurturing helps uh, throughout one's life you know not just the first 5 or 10 years so in addition to your mother who else inspired you um uh,
2: inspire me truly truly inspire me uh be have, have to be <laughs> i'm laughing just cuz I, I i i say this a lot and like people like that that's not Familiar with him, they be like, "What?" But it's like once I break it down, you're like, "Okay." But rapper named Nipsey Hussle, you from San, you from you from California, so I'm pretty. You may be familiar with Nipsey.
0: Okay. Maybe
2: Nipsey Hussle, he's from South Central Los Angeles. He's a rolling '60s Crip. You know what, what I'm
0: saying?
2: He a Crip all the way. You know what I'm saying? But despise that he came up in the avi- the gang infested. You know what I'm saying? Gun violent environment he came from, and Literally created a dynasty of just, you know what I'm saying, really just his, you know what I'm saying, his own record label, clothing line, multiple businesses, investing in crypto, you know what I'm saying, partnering with other major name brands, becoming a close to a mainstream artist, all on his own. Okay. He's from Austin and Crenshaw. It might have been around the world, but it started in one place. I've been around the world. It started in one place, Smyrna, George. So it's like that's, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I quote Nipsey on my book descriptions and, okay. the, and then the, the novel. I quote Nipsey. Yes. Yeah, and if you know what I'm talking, I'm quoting Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's like, man, he done did it. it. He done did it. And you know what I'm saying? He did it independently on his own. It took him 10 years. It's going to be a marathon. It ain't going to happen overnight. Correct. That, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, truly, that's yeah, that's, yeah. Aside from my dudes, Nip, for sure. RIP Nip Hustle the Great, man. The marathon to tell you is going to Very,
1: good. very good. Well, I just want to circle back to say that I think that um, in terms of positive role models, I hope that what Nipsey was to you, you can also be to some young minds out there as you build it. Because as you've learned in football, what happens in the locker room is that day-to-day, week-to-week, that builds the strategy, that builds the empire, just as when you see Nipsey today, you see that final product, but there's so much that goes into those plays and the hard work and everything.
2: No, world, just, and like, and quote to Nipsey, I'm mogul and they know that. I'm a mogul and they know that, you know what I'm saying? Rather they want to acknowledge it or not, but you are gonna know, you know it. You know right, it. right. So, sure. yeah. And when it's all said and done, shit, you definitely going to know. <laughs> you definitely going to know. It's going to be two in your face not to. So it's just like, for sure, man. A deep reference. I got that from Nip. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the, you know what I'm saying? That's a track he featured on. It's called a deep reference. So it's just like, hey, man, R.P. Nip, man. Rest in power, man. For real, for real. Gone but never forgotten. For sure. Okay.
1: Very good. Very good. Chancellor, thank you for sharing who you are with the listeners and the viewers, because you bring your own unique experience, but you also bring courage to talk about your personal experiences where some people would just hide and not be ready to put pen to paper. But I think given your background, it's all the more kudos to you for being an educator and inspiring others. So where can the listeners and viewers find you and any final thoughts?
2: So yeah, uh, definitely get your copies of 14 Days in Beijing. Available on Amazon. I also have a free version available on Amazon, which is the first few chapters of the book. Uh, this post you see right here in the center, that's the free version. So you see me on my head, yeah, that's the free version. <laughs> From the photo able, shoot, yes. Yeah, you'll be able to <laughs> tell the difference between the free version and the actual paid version. Uh, but yeah, and the free version is available on Apple Books as well, Kobo, and other book streaming platforms. But um, yeah, it's your copies of 14 Days of Beijing. Uh, Follow me on, you. I'm on every social media platform except TikTok, TikTok is too new school for me. So, hey, you know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna find me on that, you know what I'm saying? But everything else, you know what I'm saying? I'm available and the easiest way to find me is, hey man, pull out your phone right now. Open your search engine, right? And type in Google, right? Google.com. once you get to Google and that search bar, type in Chancellor K Jackson or 14 days in Beijing, I'll pop right up. Everything you need is going to pop up right there, for sure.
1: Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, That's Chancellor from the 40-yard line. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much for your time. I very much appreciate it. And, um, And so for any of the viewers out there, please like and subscribe, share with your Uh, friends and family until the next legacy series conversation. We hope that you define, develop, and execute your legacy. Thank you so much for joining.